All right, guys, what's up? First episode, Real Talk, we're here with Elena Haller. Um, she's actually a spin instructor here at Fit Bodies. We're going to talk about um, some of the stuff that she's, came, she's been through. She has had breast cancer at the age of 27. Um, we're going to talk about how she overcame that, how she got back into fitness, um, what it took to get over that, and where she's currently at now, how she's feeling, and hopefully we can give you guys some insight of, you know, how to get back on your feet after, you know, any kind of obstacle that you've had um, in the past, in the future. So let's get, let's get going. Um, I'm here with Elena. She is 20, no. uh, 29, 29, still baby, uh, 29. And um, she started with us about right at the end of the right before the new year right before the new year yeah yeah so she's been a good addition um she loves the spin class and um we're gonna talk about uh first of all you know a lot of us kind of kind of struggle here and there with with um you know if we've had an issue with our health or an injury or um maybe depression stuff like that so we're gonna talk a little bit about you know with her with her case um, the, the cancer and, and, and how she overcame that and, and stuff like that. So, um, so why don't you lead us into, you know, how you found out and, and step one, how you found out when you found out and, and how that process work, you know, from, from point A to point B to recovery and whatnot. Okay. So, um, it was about a week after 4th of July weekend, um, of 2018, um, had a sunburn on my chest. Um, like probably most of us did that were out in bathing suits and was putting aloe on one night and felt the lump, um, found it myself, um, decided to be proactive instead of do what unfortunately a lot of us do these days is we kind of just think, Oh, you know, it's nothing. It'll go away. Um, went ahead and checked with my doctor, went through all of the tests and everything. Um, got the call about two weeks later, um, saying it was stage one, but it was also grade three, which means it was the fastest growing. Um, so we had to move fast. Um, so got approved, started chemo um, about three weeks later, went through six intensive rounds of chemo, meaning I arrived at the doctor's office um, every three weeks on a Friday, got there about 8, 830, checked in with doc, um, got hooked up to my IV, and I was there till about 4 or 430 in the afternoon. Oh, wow. So, wow. So, so let me ask you, what when you first found out that first day that you found out, what what went through your mind? Like, what was the first thought? Um, I, when I've told people this story, I, I honestly kind of had that, like, intuition with mm. my own body. I guess I was in tune enough with my body that I knew before even getting diagnosed something was not right. You know, everybody kept telling me, be positive. It's probably nothing. It's Maybe it's just a buildup of calcium, whatever. And I just kept saying, no, like, something's not right. Like, I have a bad feeling. So, honestly, when I found out, I wasn't surprise I think I had already mentally prepared myself um I'm not a crier but I allowed myself to have that one you know big like let it out cry and then I remember my mom and dad walking through the door and my mom immediately started crying when she looked at me and I said nope we're done we're done we're gonna get a game plan we're gonna you know we're gonna hammer through it um I'd be lying if I said I didn't have those moments where I was scared and thinking like you know is is this is this how it ends? You know, for me, um, you know, what, what does all this mean? Is it, is the medicine going to work? Is life going to be the same afterwards? Um, but I kind of really took the perspective of, um, 
I can do this. I'm going to trust my doctors. Um, I read a lot of research that said, you know, a positive outlook is one of the best medicines for anything like that. Um, so I just tried to stay as positive I could. I tried to keep a sense of normalcy as much as you can going through all of that. Um, and I stuck with the phrase, find your silver linings. And mm-hmm. I kept finding my silver linings, you know, even if it was something as simple as, hmm, well, I get every three weeks, I get a Friday off right. of work. And right. the following week I get to work from home, you know, even if it was something as simple as that. So you kind of turned a negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. As much as I could. As much as you could. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of, you know, when I had my, my found out about my brain tumor, I kind of did the same thing. You know, I think you have to at that point, you got to make the those negative things into positives otherwise you're gonna you're gonna drown in sorrow so what um so take us through the process of um you know what it's like to go through chemo and then you know um i know my father-in-law is um god i almost choked up there my father-in-law is going through that again for the second time and and um he's a very very healthy guy Mm -hmm. like super healthy and um he's going through that now so you know, and he's 73 or 73, I believe, or four, maybe. hope I don't get that wrong. Um, but, um, you know, with, with him being older and you being a little younger, mm-hmm. what, what would you say the difference is for somebody that's going through chemo that's a little older compared to the age that you were? Is it is it all the same? You no. Think, or? So the, the way that the doctors explained it to me, um, I one of my doctors looked me dead in the eye, one of the very first, actually, it was the appointment right before my first round of chemo, and he said, I'm going to throw the kitchen sink of chemo at you. I mean, we're going to throw everything at you. Um, but we only do that when we feel that, one, the person is mentally and physically strong enough to handle it. And, two, we feel that there is a high chance of curing this. Right. He goes, so I'm going to knock you on your ass. He goes, but I know you're going to stand right back up. And I said, okay, game on. Um, you don't really realize until, I, at least for me, I didn't realize so probably – rounds three or four of chemo, um, just how much it was depleting me. I really, you know, I had about a week right after chemo where I'd be, I'd be down for the count. I didn't do much but lay on the couch, um, you know, and I had one day that was kind of always my worst day of the week. Um, but then I'd return to almost kind of life as normal for the next two weeks. And so I would say it wasn't until about, you know, three months into chemo that I realized, oh, no, my body's you know, my body's taking a hit, mm-hmm. um, you know, just simple things as, you know, only having the energy to basically get up, shower and return back to the couch. And you just don't really realize it until you're, until all of a sudden you just have one of those moments like in the middle of the shower and you're going, holy crap, I'm exhausted. And I just washed my hair. Um, and so for someone that was so used to being so active and mm-hmm. healthy and able to go to the gym, um, I played, I've played golf since I could stand. And so, you know, I've walked hours on hours carrying a bag on my back. And to not be able to do that mentally, I think that's what crushed me more um, than the actual physical side effects. Because I just wanted to be as normal as I could. Right. And I couldn't. Um, So, I mean, so you walk through that. But also, you know, with breast cancer, there's surgery involved. You know, it's not just chemo and radiation. Um, And so I opted for a double mastectomy. So um, went through that the week before Christmas. Um, Spent um, Christmas of 2018 posted up on the couch, you know, all wrapped up with ice packs and everything and um, a lot of painkillers. But, and so that set, you know, the process of 
returning to normalcy back that much more because with surgery comes healing time. Um, you know, couldn't lift heavy things. I mean, it came down to I can't even pick my godson up, who, you know, is my world right now. And so to, to be able to have to explain to someone so little, I can't pick you up, buddy. Right. You, you know, you gotta, I got to come and sit down with you. Um, stuff like that is hard. And But, again, I just kept trying to find the positives in it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is is when you have a, you know an obstacle or, or something like that, you have to find a positive. You know, mm-hmm. there has totally. to be um, what I always what I always tell people is you got to find a why. You know, what is mm-hmm. what? Why are you doing this and why are you here? Yeah. Um, you know, for me that was the same thing. It's it's you know you got to have got to be shooting after something or or doing it for something, otherwise you're just not going to do it. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's kind of. Um, what happens to a lot of us is we get that little bit of fear in us and we're like, man, I don't know if I can do that anymore. I don't know if I should do that. Or I'm afraid to walk in there. I'm afraid mm-hmm. to do this. I'm yeah. afraid to do that. You know, that fear starts to, to creep up. And, um, so, I mean, for you, you know, you, you said you did, you played golf and you did all this stuff. So what was it like to go from doing that to, cause I know what I felt like, you know, being probably in the best shape of my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah you know from it was just so fast you know mentally if if somebody was to ask you mentally what what did that do to you mentally not just not only physically but mentally yeah how did that feel um I mean it was hard you know I'm I'm a person that doesn't do well with idle time I need to always be doing something have you know being active Mm -hmm. and so to have to sit on the couch and just B was so hard for me. You know, I would tell my mom and my friends, you know, I'm sick and tired of laying on the couch and sleeping. And they'd be like, but if you're tired, that's your body telling you to sleep. Um, and I, you know, I just kept saying, you know, I want to be out with my friends. I want to go, you know, I so badly wanted to just come and deadlift, you know, I, or I so badly just wanted to go and play around to golf with my dad. Or I so badly just wanted to go get on a spin bike and just go. Um, and I couldn't, and I had to listen to my body and listen to what it needed. Um, and I and I think people experience that even with, you know, if you're going, 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 and you don't even give your body the chance to rest. You know, sometimes we have to tell members, you know, take a rest day. You're, right. If your body's telling you to rest, you have to rest. Right. Because at some point, your body's going to tell you, I have no, I'm nothing left in the tank. And it's hard, it's a hard pill to swallow if you're such an active person. So, I mean, so mentally it was tough. It was, you know, reminding myself that, no, I have to listen to my body. As much as I want to be out doing things, working out, being with my friends, being with my family, um, I have to do what's best for my body and listen to my body and what it's telling me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I, I'm i one of those that, that likes to train every every day if I could. Yep. You know, and there's days that I'm like, you know, today was one of those days. But, you know, yeah, I think a lot of people um, – it's great that they want to do that every single day, mm-hmm. but they have to know enough, well, I think, enough, you know. I think another shift that I had to realize was just because I don't have the energy to do it doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I'm lazy. Um, you know, that was a lot. something that I felt a lot was, God, I'm just laying on this couch. I'm so yeah. lazy. And you have to kind of shift that perspective of you're not lazy. You're taking care of your body. You're taking care of what your body needs. Um, and when the time's ready and when your body's ready, you know, 
get get it going, pick mm-hmm. it back up where you left off. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to listen to your body, and it will tell you what you need. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, tell me, tell me a little bit about you know what happens to your body after you know after you go through the process of of the six weeks of chemo. Mm-hmm. You know what happens. You know this is a good point that we're going to move into is hormonally speaking, what happens to your hormones and and the weight gain and, mm-hmm. and this and that and kind of explain that to people you know that are going through that so they understand yeah. that it's not just just them I mean yeah, it's, it's, it's everybody you know yeah so it's um it's hard when you're someone who takes pride in taking care of their health taking care of their body um to see what medicine does to you um I remember looking in pictures and my face would be so puffy um you know and i you know, you're at the doctor's office so frequently, which means you're on the scale a lot, and you're seeing that number fluctuate so much. And for someone who's so used to being in the gym and trying to stay healthy and take care of my body, that was hard. Um, so, you know, with chemo, you're pumping your body full of fluids, you're pumping your body full basically of poison, um, you're taking steroids at the same time. For breast cancer patients, depending on the type of breast cancer, um, they may shut down your hormones. So now your body's completely out of whack um, with how it's processing everything you're putting into your body, how it's processing the things it naturally creates. Um, And everything that seemed to work before no longer exists. Um, You know, I'm I'm going through right now having to figure out, you know, how to balance macros, how to balance my Mm -hmm. caloric intake because what used to work doesn't work anymore but my body isn't the same Mm -hmm. prior to going through all of this and so that's even a process of change right now for me is trying to figure out what what's the new normal what are my body's needs now after going through something that put my body really through the ringer yes that's a tough that's a tough process to go through too because you know, coming from being an you know being an athlete and not really struggling with with weight loss or staying in you know in the body comp that you like, mm-hmm. and then going through something like that, then coming back and nothing works. Right. That's got to be um, not only frustrating, but but just you know mentally tough. Yeah. You know to yeah, see things there's... not change with as much work as you put in. Right. You know. And I know I've came to you and I've said you know I've been doing this since you mm-hmm. know end of last year I'm you know I'm coming I'm doing the wads you know at least four times a week I'm, I'm teaching spin I'm also taking spin classes as active as I'm being I, I'm not seeing the change at least not as fast as I used to and I've had to shift that perspective and realize that my body's just different and it's going to respond differently but I then go back to but think about the first day that I walked in here and I about died doing five burpees. Now I get through a, you know, a ton of burpees, you know, with, and I don't feel like I'm going to die after five, you know, I feel like I'm going to die still, but not after five. Um, you know, or I remember the first time getting on a spin bike after all of this and trying to do a, you know, a real steep climb and it was tough. And, but each drive getting easier and easier. And so I think sometimes we have to look at kind of those smaller victories, the different type of victories. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm having to do is I'm having to look at different things. Yeah, I think um, that's that's a that's a good point. Is you got to have you got to have small small victories, and not. I think a lot of us think about um, small victories, but big 
you know, big um, weight loss or big, big something, you know, we want yeah. something big in a short period of time. Yep. That's kind of where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of us, a lot of people just don't understand that it, it takes time. Like it's, it's a process, you know. Um, I always tell people, you know, it didn't take, uh, you know, two days to put the weight on. It's right. definitely going to take longer than two days to take it off. Yep, you know? absolutely. Um, so what, um, so what are you doing now as far as is trying to, you know, what are your steps to get trying to get back to um, where you were? You know, what's what's the process look like for you right now? So um, I remember back towards the end of last year, um, I knew a friend, Emily Rieger, that was um, a member here, still is a member here, mm-hmm. um, had seen a lot of posts about coming to Fit Bodies and thought, okay, I'm just going to give it a try. I had tried a couple of other gyms in town. Um, just didn't feel the support necessarily or the confidence to be in there. Um, so I stepped in here, immediately loved it, loved the atmosphere. It's a great family atmosphere here. Um, and I wasn't afraid to share my story other places. I just felt not comfortable sharing it mm-hmm. here. I was immediately comfortable sharing it. Um, and I kind of just had this mentality of I'm not happy with everything that my body went through, but there's only one person that can change it at this point, And that's me. Um, I can either continue to just sit on the couch and be frustrated with everything I went through over the last year and a half, or I can change it. So I just started coming. Um, and you know, at first it was, okay, make a goal to go to class twice a week, you know, then upped it to three times a week, then upped it to, um, four to five times a week. I know there were times where you'd look at me and you'd look at my weights and you'd go, really? No heavier you know and but sometimes we all need that and i know we all grunt and we you know we look at you like "Mm, no but you have to make those small changes to see the large changes later on i wouldn't be where i'm at today if i had stayed you know content with i'm just gonna go two days a week that's it that that wouldn't have gotten me to my end goal and so i set those small baby goals in line with what is the the big end goal that I want, but what are those steps that are going to take me to get there? Right, right. It seems like it seems like to me that a lot of a lot of people just get comfortable. You mm-hmm. know, they get comfortable in this one little area, and, and they don't want to cross that line. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. You know, in reality, yeah. they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest the biggest take that we can get from you know your story, my story is. You can do a lot more than what you think you can. Yeah. Like your your body will do a lot. Yeah. A lot more. Um, you know, so I think that's the probably the hardest thing for for most of the people here is is and probably any gym or anything any walk of life yeah. is is getting out of that comfort zone yeah. and and pushing yourself beyond what what you think you're capable of doing. Well, know? and I think a lot of us don't give our bodies or our minds um the attention they should or the credit they deserve. Um, I had a lot of friends, you know, tell me looking back or when I would get kind of into one of my ruts where I was frustrated with things, they'd say, you went through chemo. You went through two massive surgeries and look where you're at. You beat cancer, you know. And when I shift that focus back and I think, oh man, I did. And my body did. Coming here five, six days a week or going here and, and teaching spin or, you know, on the Saturdays when I would do the wadi and the spin, there were times when I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do one more squat. But then I, I think back to, hmm, no, 
your body's been through so much more. Your body's proven that it's mm-hmm. strong enough. You just have to push it. You have to push it with the will, strength, and the willpower that I had to get through chemo. And now I'm just shifting that willpower and drive towards something new. Yeah, so it's really just kind of a mindset. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like turning on and off TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's how your brain works. It's like you either turn it on or you turn it off. Yep. You know, you always have those people talking in the back of your head you know mm-hmm. everybody everybody talks about that and it's I, it's real yeah you know it's real it's like there's always somebody back just saying oh stop stop yeah. stop yeah. you know um and i you know and i know that because because i've been there and and have felt that but i, I think the only way you can you can get better in as a human is just you have to keep pushing yourself you know if you're unhappy with yourself mm-hmm. then then you have to you have to push that comfort zone like you've got to get out of there yep. otherwise you're just going to be stagnant for for forever you know and um, it's and it's scary it's terrifying very scary it's uncomfortable but i mean it was just as scary and terrifying and uncomfortable for you and i and other people that have gone through things like cancer and other um huge you know mm-hmm. health crisis it's just as scary it was just as scary for me to walk into that oncologist's yeah. office or to walk into chemo that very first day and let them start pumping poison into my body. All of that is just as scary as walking through the walking gym doors the for door. some people. Yeah. But you just have to do it because if you don't, nothing's going to change. If I had been too scared to call my doctor and say, mm, you know, I felt this lump, I'm just done. My story, you know, my doctor told me if I had waited even two more months, we could have been looking at a very different Different picture when I had finally gotten to her. Um, But I decided, you know, to take control and say, "Mm, no, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to call her. I'm just going to, I'm just going to ask her to look at it and we're going to go on from there. What's, you know, what do I have to lose? Right, right. I mean, what do you, what do you think? stops most people from getting getting from you know off the couch to taking better care of themselves or even walking into any gym not just mm-hmm. fit bodies but yeah. but any, any gym, gym you know what what do you think you know goes through through their mind of you know oh my god I can't do that or I can't do this or I'm scared or you know what do you think I think sometimes I think it's a mix of things I think sometimes it's oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be judged for where I'm at you know, in my journey, um, you know, everybody, I think people think that everybody at the gym is a hundred percent healthy and it's always been easy for them. I think sometimes, you know, we're in unique positions as coaches. I think people look at us and think, oh, well, it's easy for them. You know, they, it's easy for them to say, oh, we'll just eat healthy. Just come to the gym, you know, three to five times a week. It's easy for them, but it's not it. I mean, there's days where I wake up and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I do not want to work out. Yeah. And they also don't, a lot of hours. Yeah. A lot of hours goes into, you know, our bodies and our nutrition and you know it's not just one hour a day it's right you know you know i know for me in particular it's it's a lot of time you know we're talking a period of eight years Mm -hmm. you know it's that's how we all are as coaches it it just doesn't happen And we all have plateaus we all Mm -hmm. have you know we all have tough days in the gym where man i really wanted to get that lift but that weight just wasn't going up today um you know or there's days when i get on the spin bike and i'm like man yesterday I, I feel like I could have cranked this sucker up in terms of my resistance but today it's just not happening um everybody struggles everybody has to put effort towards you know choosing healthy choices versus choosing unhealthy choices um and 
walking in the door, we all had that first day that we had to walk in the door. Every single one of us. And um, I think people have to just get to the point where, you know what, it's it's no one else's story. Right. If I'm unhealthy, it doesn't affect anybody else out here. Mm-hmm. It affects me. Right. So what am I going to do about it? It's not going to affect them if my if I all of a sudden am you know diabetic because mm-hmm. of my sugar intake, or I'm now on cholesterol medicine because right. I've eaten so poorly. It doesn't affect anybody out there in the gym. It only affects me, right. and I'm the only one with control over it. Um, so I think you have to just get to that point where you value your health, you value your body, um, and you're willing to do anything to take care of it. I got to that point because I had no option. I had cancer, and I was either going to let the cancer beat me or I was going to beat the cancer. I chose to beat the cancer. For other people, it's are you going to let the weight beat you or are you going to beat it? Right. My answer was stepping into the doctor's office and getting chemo. For other people, it's stepping in the gym and you know just slowly starting to put in the work and when we have new people come in here we don't expect people to be able to lift or run or spin or whatever the same way those of us have been doing it for years do we don't start where you're at join us and just get moving and i think that's the best thing people can do is take control of it yeah i agree and i think i think the biggest the big thing too that we're missing is you know when people walk in here a lot of them don't know anything about nutrition or how to eat or how to, right. you know, what yeah. fuels the body. I, I guess a lot of that is just, you know, living in the Midwest. It's not really an excuse, but we, we live in the Midwest and there's always, you know, French fries, horseshoes, pizza. Yeah. You know, that's what we're known for, right? Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, our parking lot is full of. Fast food. I know. Yeah, Fast you get food done everywhere. it. You get done it. Right? Fit bodies, and yeah. you look out at. You go to Hardee's or Hardee's, Dairy Queen, Osaka, you know? yeah. Wingstop. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest thing for people that need that people need to hear is, you know, especially from you and, and battling through all that is, you can overcome pretty much anything you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's it's one getting the fear out of your head, two changing the way you think. Mm-hmm. about yourself and, and about your body and, and um, um, what when you first started back you know getting back to the gym and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that what was the process like what what did it feel like when you first got back were you thinking to yourself because I know what I was thinking I was like holy shit yes sucks yep um, you know for me it was tough yep what, what, how was it for you was it like the same so thing? I think I, <laughs> I think I underestimated just how much mm. my body had gotten depleted, um, because once you're off of chemo for so many months, you know your face starts to deflate, you start to not look so puffy, and then I thought, oh well, you know, I really only gained like, I didn't really gain that much weight from chemo. I should be good. And I remember the first workout I tried to do on my own, and I went to do a sprint, and I bit the dust. I mean, collapsed, legs under me, hit the ground, skidded my knees up. I mean, it was a gut punch to the ego. (laughs) And that I remember just laying there on the ground thinking, oh, okay. We're starting from ground zero. Okay. And, And I was... I was angry. I was frustrated um, because I felt for a moment like all this work I'd put in in previous years to get so healthy and get to a point 
was out, you know, was down the drain, out the window, starting from ground zero. And to an extent, it was. But I at least knew I had the tools to get back to right. there. I think I just underestimated how far back I was going to have to start. And, but again, I swallowed my pride. I swallowed my ego. And I said, okay, time to get back up. And we keep working. Yeah, so so do you think, because there's going to be a lot of people say, well, you know, you were, you, you were an athlete before that. Cause I get this all the time too. Well, you were you were in shape before this, and that that mm-hmm. happened. It's easy for you. Um, so, so to the person that that has never worked out or hasn't been, you know, an athlete or done anything physical, and then has to go through, mm-hmm. you know, uh, chemo or some type of surgery, do you think that for them? It's. I, I think that for them, it's probably a lot harder to even make that step yeah. because they're not even familiar with right. what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Um. So, do you think? Do you think for them, for those guys, what I mean, or I should say, what what would you tell those people? Um, they're about to go through something like that, and can they come out of it and get better after? Yeah, I think anybody can. I think, again, I think it all goes back to mentality. Um, You know, no matter what you're facing, look how much your body can take. Look how much it's already overcome. Look how much it's about to overcome already. Um, It can definitely take the next step to go into the gym, start making those small movements. And again, we don't expect people to walk in the door and start working out five, six days a week and doing the hardest intensity workouts that other people in the gym are doing. You have to do what is at your level. That's why we have scaled options. It's why we have different movements for you know different bodies. Um, you have to just get your body somewhere to start and let the body build its strength. Um, I think a lot of people, we don't give our body the um, credit it deserves. Mm. Our bodies are a lot stronger than yeah. we think they are. Um, you just have to get it in the right environment to allow it to start to build. Yeah. Um, come into the gym and again like I did just start with two days a week even one day a week um, you know and ask a coach ask somebody for help and that's what people in this industry like us are here for we we get it mm-hmm. especially those of us that have gone through stuff like this we get it we understand that there are struggles and we're here to give yeah. you those tools because we have the tools and we're more than happy to share them with yeah. you yeah you know, that's a good point leading up to, you know, where we're at now. You know, everything's closed. Yeah. All the gyms are closed. We're doing online stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like right now it's kind of, we're kind of in a spot of, you know, a lot of people falling off and, mm-hmm. and yeah. not getting back. And yeah. um, it's going to be a new norm to not, you know, to feel like, oh, I'm just going to stay home and do yeah. nothing. You know, so I think now is, is probably the most important time to find Find something that you mm-hmm. enjoy, whether it's something online, yeah. following somebody on TV. It doesn't have yeah. to be fit bodies, but it right. can be whatever that is, you know, the It could be as simple as going out and taking a walk every a walk. single morning. Yeah. Walk a mile or two around your neighborhood. Um, you know, just take that first step to start moving the body and then gradually grow into other things. Yeah, and I think I think for most people, that's that's even hard too, because you know, especially now, because everybody's afraid to go outside. Yeah, everybody's afraid yeah. to do this. Everybody's yeah. afraid to do that, and 
and you know which which you know we should be especially now but um i think after it's over my my biggest concern is you know where is everybody going to be like mm-hmm. how's this going to yeah. affect things from you know whenever we open back up yeah. or or you know whatnot so i guess my my thing would be find somebody that you can trust mm-hmm. absolutely do your online thing if you like to work out if you don't find something to do at home mm-hmm. um eat well eat good stuff yep. eat clean um we preach that a lot here mm-hmm. yep. you know and it is good for you um so um well i don't have what else you want to talk about I mean, that was pretty much it. I just wanted people to know that, you know, I think sometimes, again, I I go back to, I think people see some of us, you know, the coaches, they see people like you, me, Tate, Lonnie, Tiff, Bree, and they think, oh my God, I don't want to go to them with my my weight loss, you know, hopes and dreams or stories and stuff because they're going to judge me or they're, Mm. you know, whatever. There's no judgment here with us. Um, I think each and every one of us has gone through something. Um, it may not be weight loss related, but we've gone through something that we've had to overcome and we all get it. At the end of the day, at least here at Fit Bodies, all of us are here because we want to help people get better. We want to help people get healthier. Um, we have the tools to help you and we're more than happy to help you. Just come through the doors or, you know, for now, contact us online. Yeah, online, right? Um, and don't, you know, don't be afraid to ask us about our stories um you know but also don't be afraid to share your story with us because honestly the more we know about you the better we probably can help you Mm -hmm. um and there's not there's not going to be any judgment if anything we're going to be proud of you for taking that next step taking control of your health and your life i think everybody has a story anyways you know there's always something that you're going through you know um if you're not going through something then I don't know. They're superhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, well, that's awesome. Well, it's, it was nice to have you and um, do this again. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's episode one, Real Talk with Elena Holler. Yeah. Holler at her. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Thank see you. See you guys. Bye.